Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Gary Stead, thanks for joining us this morning on SENZ. Congratulations on your innings and 117 run win in the second test. But I have to ask the question, that's a hell of a turnaround from the Bay Oval. Yeah, we uh, we weren't, I guess, pleased with the way that the performance that we put out against Bangladesh. And um, credit to them, they played very, very well and put us under pressure on, on probably a pitch that suited their style a little bit more. Um, but we got, I guess, back onto a pitch that we're more comfortable with, I imagine, with a little bit more bounce in it. And I, and I thought our guys bounced back very, very well. Uh, the performance of your skipper, Tom Latham, what do you say about that? Uh, well, I think sometimes Tom has a lot of critics out there and I think they're pretty unfounded. You, you open up, uh, open the innings in test cricket. It's a very, very tough job to do. Um, he's obviously shown over a long period of time now the temperament he has to do that is, is one that I guess has good longevity and, and I thought he was superb after losing another toss um, on a greenish wicket. Uh, we certainly would have bowled first, uh, but I thought the way that him and Will Young went about their innings and then followed on by Devin Conway, just, just very, very very pleasing the way we could set up that match. How much more comfortable do you feel now that Devin Conway's back in the side? It was a, it was a hell of a test for him. Yeah, I mean, Devin's got uh, an enviable record now when you look at his first five test matches. He scored over five, uh, over 50 in the first uh, innings of, of every innings, and he's up there with some of the greats of the, of the game when you look at his, the way he started his career. Um, we obviously have Kane to come back into our team as well, and I think if you probably imagine them at three and four in the future of the team, I, I think. With Ross Taylor um, leaving us on, on the test, test note, it still means that we've got some, some obviously very capable players and to fill in those spots. I want to talk about Ross in just a moment, but when you look at Devin Conway, do you look at the individual and, and go, he's just a natural? Uh, yeah, he is. Um, I mean, he works very, very hard on his game, and, and I'm not sure he would consider himself a natural, but the thing that I've really enjoyed is the way he's adapted to, I guess, every format, and, and it looks like he belongs. Um he, he finds ways of solving problems, and, and ultimately that's what batting is about. How much, though, does that flow to the rest of the team? Yeah, there's obviously confidence, I think, when, when, you, when you look right through the order. And I think we've been in this situation for a while now that if someone has a bad day or, or, or fails, and that, that's the nature of the sport, then, then we know we've got some very, very capable players to step up in behind them as well. And um, I think that's, that's part of just developing some, some good depth. And, and in my opinion, that, that shows that New Zealand cricket on the whole is in good strength. No test is ever perfect. Do you have some concerns over the, shall we say, the all-rounder spot? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think it's been a, a contentious spot for a long, long time when 
uh, and, and sometimes that all-rounder spot changes um, depending on what the makeup of your team is. So if you have four front-line pace bowlers, for example, then you might be looking at a spinning all-rounder. If you have a front-line spinner, then you might be looking at a pace bowling all-rounder. And I think it is some, something um, somewhat of the nature of the position that, that it can be sometimes changeable. I have to ask you this question because everybody would expect me to ask the question, Gary, but do you, do you rue not playing ages at the bay? Uh, I'm not sure. It's something we'll certainly reflect on. Uh, I think if we were to play Ajaz there, it would mean that we wouldn't play one of the um, the pace bowlers up front as well. Uh, so that's something that we would have to consider going forward. It certainly wasn't a wicket that did spin prodigiously, um, and, and our, str- our strength playing at Bay Oval in the past has been still through the pace bowlers with the wicket going, going up and down. But it is certainly a, um, a thing that we will talk about and we will reflect on with Ajaz, with the senior players and, and, and our uh, selectors. When you look at your pace attack, what's the first word that comes to mind? Hmm. Um, That's not the, I, I um, you can't that, say um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're very complementary of each other. Um, so whilst they're all four pace bowlers, I mean, we've got two that swing at Trent and Tim. Um, both have 300 test wickets, obviously very experienced, and, and swing at different ways, which I think is a real strength with the wins that we have in New Zealand. You put Neil Wagner in, who, who's obviously lion-hearted, has a huge heart, just keeps running in and, and makes things happen on flat wickets. And then you've had the, I mean, Kyle Jamieson coming through, who uh, has that extra bounce, has been the fastest New Zealand bowler to 50 wickets, and has obviously taken test cricket by storm. So, um, yeah, the complimentary is probably the word that, that first comes to my mind. Who's who's next in line? I mean, the likes of Saudi uh, and Co can't keep going. I mean, yes, you got Kyle, but who's next for you to slot yeah, into I, that? Well, I think I think um, possibly in the next few years we will be tested with that as well. You, you never know with injuries and and age catches up on everyone. That sometimes you, you, we need to look at that depending on schedules as well. But Matt Henry's obviously in our squad um, right now, and that's our, that's the challenge of the New Zealand program is to keep. Uh, developing the next lot coming through. There's the likes of Lockie Ferguson who played the test in Perth that we would love to see getting back to test cricket. He has that extra pace. But I think through New Zealand cricket itself and, the, and our New Zealand A program, that, that's our challenge to find, to find who we think. Not just one person, but hopefully four or five that can fill those slots. Let's talk some more feel, feel good. Ross Taylor gets a wicket in his last <laughs> test and it's the last wicket of all. I mean, could you see that one coming? No, I couldn't, but I think uh, I think I'm right in saying the last test to do that for New Zealand was Sir Richard Hadley, so certainly in, um, <laughs> in pretty good company there as well. No, I mean it was a situational thing where the umpires had said, "Look, you can't bowl pace bowlers now." The light was getting too marginal, so um, it was a perfect end for Ross. And, and yeah, look, we we're delighted for him. We're delighted what he's given to New Zealand cricket um, in the Test arena, when in, in all arenas, but. And we're talking Test cricket here. He's been a, an absolute servant of the game. Seen some, seen some tough times, but has also seen some really good times. And I, I just hope that he leaves with a, a whole lot of really positive memories from the game. I noted you reflected on him and suggested that when you look at the the innings and the big innings he's he's done, he's played against them all, but they've all been tough. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, it's a hallmark of his play, and, and I mean, he's stepped up many, many times. When, when you play 112 tests, um, you're going to have some, some really, really tough times through that as well. And 
Uh, Ross has always been one to, I mean, he's held that number four position for a long, long time, and there'll be times that it always hasn't been 200 for two when he goes in. It, it could be two for two, and that's when you see the hallmark of great players, that they, they have that ability to stand up in those situations. He sounds like a very grounded individual. I don't know the man, but when you lose a test captaincy but continue on and continue to deliver at the highest level, what does that say about him as a person? Yeah, Ross is a, a very proud man. He, he has the, I guess, Pacifica heritage. You know, it was lo- lovely last night to share some moments with his family and stuff as well in, in the dressing room. Um, yeah, he, he'll be really missed from our, our dressing room, that, that calm head, that grounded person, as you say. Um, and, and that's something that, that you can't replace that experience. But I guess when Ross Taylor leaves, that'll be an opportunity for someone else. And, and from my perspective, I think we have ready people, which is exciting. As a coach, they say sometimes you can't get too close to players, but I sometimes sense that cricket's a little bit different. As a mate, will you miss him? I think we'll all miss Ross. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as a, as a coach and as a selector, there's, there's times where um, you have to have that, that line in the sand where you can't cross because you do have to make tough decisions at times. And we've had to make that with, with Ross as well through the, the T20 game about a year or so ago. And that, that was, I guess, times that test your... Um, patience with each other at times as well but look I mean I certainly hold Ross in the, in the highest regard as a, as a person and as a player and what he's done for New Zealand And now Gary you get a wee break and then you're off to Oz, uh, three ODIs and a T20 you've already suggested not a lot of test players will be involved in this I don't think any, any test players will be involved, uh, just with the crossover and isolation as it is at the moment, it means that we would be two or three days into the South Africa series as well. So highly likely you'll see um, a, a, a side somewhat like how we selected for Bangladesh before the, the T20 World Cup as well. Um, when when no, none of our T20 World Cup players toured there, it'll be similar but with a, with a test slant on it this time. Expectations knowing how well the Aussies are going at the moment? Oh, we always go with, with high expectations. I, I, I remember um, a couple of years back before we went to the 2019 World Cup, we, we took, um, I think there was four players who were going to the World Cup and really a New Zealand A team over and we com- competed really admirably versus Australia. So it will be, uh, it's always tough going there. They're, they're a fantastic side. I, I don't think we've won a game on, on their home soil for about 11 years now. So it does show that the toughness of what's ahead of us. Anything can happen, Gary. I appreciate your time. Enjoy the time off and uh, uh, just have a few quiets. Thanks, Stephen. Cheers. Thanks, and thanks, everyone.